Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. Today, I have a very special guest joining me, and it is Wendy Hawks. Wendy is one of the owner operators of Riverside Auto Center in Idaho, and the town is Bronner Bonner's. Bonner's Ferry. So I have not heard of Bonner's Ferry before. So where is that, Wendy? We are 30 miles from Canada. We're 30 miles from Montana and we're 30 miles from Washington. So we're at the very tip of Idaho. Okay, perfect. So sort of like Sandpoint or somewhere. I know we're we're 30 yeah. miles from Sandpoint. <laughs> okay. So you are just 30 miles from everything. From everything. What, a, what a wonderful location is to be 30 miles from everything. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. So I asked you to join me today and speak to our viewers because you just had a fun experience. We had our big conference for ATI this year and you attended and it helped parlay you into making some changes and, uh, getting some things going that you were, you were needing to work on. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, when I went to the conference, I thought, you know, I've got to get everything out of it that I can talk to different people, uh, gather as much information. And, you know, you always go to a conference and you come back and you've got your, all your pages and notes, you got your little book and you put it all on the shelf. So while I was sitting there, I thought to myself, what can I do? So I started making notes in my phone, I have iPhone, and so made notes for each session I went to, you know, took the nuggets that I had for those and organized a note for each session and then uploaded the slides for the sessions from the ATI, which was awesome. So then I, what I did is then I made a master list from each of the sessions and I said, okay. That I need to work on my fundamentals. We need to work on branding. We want to do processes. So I took everything and made some notes. So I had this rather long list of notes that I had acquired and uh, information from the different members of ATI. And it's definitely like a family experience. Everybody was very willing to share their information, say you need to do this and you definitely need to do that. And so I just kind of uh, gleaned all that information and kind of put it all together in a regular to-do list. So now I have printed to-do lists and monthly themes. And I've actually made so much headway from coming back that I probably did over five different conferences in the past. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You know, and I think it's a real struggle, right? Everybody's busy. There's a, we know we need to grow. We know we need to learn new information, attend industry events. And so you can keep up on what's the latest and greatest things going on in whatever industry you're in. And, 
And then we get back, we have all the best laid plans and great intentions. And then we get back to our shops or whatever business it is and life happens. And you go back Mm -hmm. to being a parent or a cousin or a brother or sister, you know, shop owner, whatever you do. And it's like, where do you find the time? I, I think I would absolutely be a big fat liar if I said that never happened to me over the years, so, yeah. you know, and then you come back with a notebook of wonderful notes and then how do you organize it? What do you do it? So what do you think was the difference this time? What made you make that shift from other conferences when you've gone before that you said, listen, this time I'm really going to do something with the information. You know, I had a lot of things I wanted to put in process and on January 7th, actually, we had a big snowstorm and it compromised the roof of our service department. So we're not able to use our service department. We're working off site. It's about a 15 minute trip each way. And I thought, you know, I've got that. I'm doing an insurance claim with that. And then one of our drivers, because we're also a used car dealer, uh, wrecked one of our cars. So I had an extra insurance claim going with that. So I had a lot of things going on and I was like, I'm still going to conference and I'm going to get out of it, whatever I can. So I just thought to myself, what can I do and started compiling stuff. And I'm just real happy with what I've put in order. You know, it's like I came back the middle of, well, I think it was the 21st of March. And by the end of March, I had a whole sheet for, of uh, action list for March and got it in order. And it was about 10 or 15 things. So I just jumped right in and thought, you just got to do it. So I just took it upon myself and I thought, no, I'm not waiting for anybody else. I'm just going to do it. I got to get this done. So now I have a sheet for each month and a theme and, uh, you know, like one-on-ones with all the employees. We started that next week. They each got their time slot and the way we went. So it just really kept me organized and I had a lot to do. So I keep it right by my desk on the wall and, and just come through every day. That's wonderful. And you just mentioned about you decided not to wait on anyone else. I think that is a big thing that happens in our lives, whether it's organizing our home, the the business, knocking off tasks, prioritizing. We have partners in our life that uh, we work with and we say, okay, we have to get together and have a strategy meeting and their schedule doesn't sync up to your schedule. And it's just, it becomes a perpetual circle of waiting for on somebody else and all of that. So you decided that you're just going to do it and doesn't matter who else is involved. Here's how how you're going to lay it out. So (laughs) I love that. You also mentioned, and I want to make sure everybody heard that because I think that's one of the keys is you have a plan for every month with a theme. So you don't just have a giant Mm -hmm. list of here's 50 things I'm going to try to do in the next five minutes. You planned it out and prioritized it. So can you talk about that a little bit, how you went through that process? Sure. The first thing I was working on actually before I left was leadership. So then I took a couple different seminars, the grow seminar and um, different sessions and took bits and pieces from that. So there was things for like reading, you know, I was never real good about reading books. So it's like, okay, this book has to go with this month. So I've chosen a book for each month, one or two, and also did the book club so like uh, the first month was leadership. This month is branding. So getting us out there, it's, we're celebrating 50 years this year. We're moving our service department into one of our other buildings. And we've got to come out with some good branding as far as um, getting ourselves out there. So they know, still know our service department's up and running. Uh, next month is, let's see, we've got branding. I forget what the third month is, but 
I've got enough information to get me through to next next seminar. So with uh, everything I kind of gather, and each, like I said, each month has a different theme. That is just amazing. And so one of the things that you had shared with me, because I always ask my guests, what's an unproductive habit that they have exchanged for a productive one? And you said that you were used to flying by the seat of your pants. And now you've exchanged that for the daily monthly to-do list, keeping track of what they need to do. And it, it led to a feeling of accomplishment and a more intentional life. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because it's going to be so much better coming from you than me. Well, it's just like you come in every day and it's like, okay, well, I think I need to do this today, that today. And before you know it, you're at the end of the day and you've accomplished very little. So now each day I have my to-do list to work towards my monthly to-do and uh, mark it off. And if I don't get it done today, I know first thing tomorrow I've got to get taken care of. So I keep a daily list of my to-dos because I do a lot of different things and getting them marked off is like, yes, that's done. So yeah, just keeping things going, um, not feel like you're floundering, like, oh, I forgot to do that. It's like, nope, when I come in this morning, I knew exactly what was happening with my day. And at the end of the day, whatever I don't have done, it's usually a couple things and just move it on to the next day. I love that because I think sometimes we can really beat ourselves up if we didn't accomplish everything on the list for the day, even if we really tried to, and there's a sort feel overwhelmed and, and, you know, just kind of down in the dumps a little because you didn't get everything done. So I love that. You're just like, it's not finished today. So I'm moving it tomorrow's list and I'll knock it out tomorrow. How has that helped you for staying positive and keeping things going? It really, it does make you feel a lot better and it just keeps you moving along. So when you get done with the project, you don't go, okay, now what should I do? It's like, I look at my list and it's like, I got to do this now. Okay. Got to get this done. Uh, with our service department being down, the service manager, she's over here with me. And she was also having a very tough time keeping it all organized. And plus being in a different location, you know, when you're away from your desk, it's a little harder than if, you, if you're in your regular seat every day. So I got her going on a to-do list. And I said, don't worry about it. If you don't get it done today, we'll do it tomorrow. And that has helped her tremendously, taking a lot of weight off her shoulders. And she's, she came to me the other day and she goes, wow this is much easier than trying to remember everything. So I also keep a list on my phone. So if I wake up in the middle of the night, then I just add it to my list in the morning. So then you're not waking up in the morning going, gosh, I woke up last night and there was something I wanted to write down and I forgot to. Yep. Yep. So some people listening will right away go with, a, oh my gosh, if everything carries over, you know, that that's going to be too loose of a framework. And I want to just spend a little time speaking about when you give yourself permission to not be perfect and not every day to be an A++ and some days it might have to be a B toward, despite all of your best efforts. Like for example, you're dealing with things on the insurance. So there's really no way to plan all of that in your day and unexpected calls you're going to get. So you have to be okay with the fact that even if you're very efficient and very productive, that sometimes things will carry over. And it doesn't mean that we just throw out all of the processes. It just means that sometimes things happen, right? And we have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and with like the insurance thing, you might need to call the adjuster and say, okay, I've got another piece of maintenance that I'm sending over to you. Or, you know, where each day is a little different, even with that, you know, and then uh, uh, Monday, 
got the check. We're done with it. I'm so happy. And that was a great big thing not to carry over anymore and just have a feeling of accomplishments like, yes, I don't have to deal with that anymore today, you know, or tomorrow. That's wonderful. So as, as a leader, because you're working on your leadership, you said it's you mentioned that your conversation with your service advisor that she felt great relief to not have that pressure. And I think sometimes we don't realize when we're too stringent on every single little detail that we get so caught up and it becomes more about the details and checking boxes than it does about the actual work you're performing. And it really affects some of the internal customers engagement and how they feel about coming to work. So do you feel now that she's more productive without that, those such tight reins on her and by you giving her permission to say, listen, it's okay. If something doesn't get done, we, we bring it over to the next day. Yeah. And there's not a lot that we carry over. Sometimes you just run out of time during the day and it is it's still important, but it may be not something you don't have to do today. It just needs to get done. And she was trying to keep everything in her mind and she was really getting bogged down. It is difficult. It is difficult to keep everything in your mind. So let's, expand a little bit on the, you know, things still have to get done. Sometimes you can go the next day because I don't want anybody to think, just throw out all your processes and throw out all your timelines. They don't matter anymore. So I'm sure that you have at your shop, some things that are non-negotiable that have to get done every day. And then other things that can be on a list. That's a shorter term. We have to accomplish this, but it doesn't have to be this second. Can you talk about a couple of those items? Well, something that would be need to be done right away is getting the ROs ready for the techs and getting them finalized for the customers. But something we can put off till tomorrow would maybe be scanning them. We do a scanning of all of our stuff. And so, you know, it's like that doesn't absolutely have to be done, but we do want it done right away. So it's, that one has a little bit of leniency. Uh, the errands and stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, the teal and the errands, yeah, you got to do those first thing and those are really important. And he's that she said, I even added those because it gives me feeling of accomplishment when I can just check them off and then move on to other things. So there's some things, you know, and then there's other things that, no, we have to do right now and definitely has to be done today. They've got timelines and deadlines. I see a lot of times when people try to implement a new system or change the way they do things, it's they move to like an either or. So it's either everything has to get done every second of the day and you cannot deviate from this list no matter what happens. You have to stay till eight o'clock or they swing the pendulum too far the other way. And it's like, oh, I always, my kids make fun of me, say willy nilly, that it's just whatever free for all. And so it's important to find that balance, right? And have conversations and try things and okay, we let this one kind of get carried over, but we see that that wasn't effective and that had consequences. So we know this is something that does have to get done every day. Right. So as far as your service advisor with the engagement, how are you keeping your advisor engaged with not being on the location and all of these things being all over? Can you share a little bit about that? Well, it's actually been really good to have her over here with me and I see more and more of the day-to-day in the shop because I'm over on the sales side. So the the goings on and the ordering of the parts. So right now, you know, on top of it, my office is a parts department. So, you know, I just, I think she, at first she was nervous to come over because it's like, oh no, 
you know, am I going to have to be more on task and these things? So it's really helped having her over here and we could kind of go over a couple of things and hey, say, hey, what about if we try this or, you know, so and she'll go, well, I tried that and it didn't work. I said, well, then maybe we could switch it up a little bit. And so one of the things is we signed up with a digital um, inspections. That was one of the very first things that I did when we came back, which we were kind of bucking before going, all right, do we really <laughs> need that? You know, and everybody's like, you don't do them. So that was one of our main things that we did. And now we can kind of work through that process together because it is a, it's a little difficult. We've been having a little bit of issues with um, internet, maybe lagging or things like that. And I'm like, just, just keep on it. We're going to get it. So uh, we should get that just totally working really smoothly. And it's been great having her here to help her and, and she can use me as a soundboard and we can kind of go through the process of getting the cars checked in and making sure the techs are doing the inspections and then getting them out to the customers. So it's been good to have her here to work on some different things. Fantastic. One of the things that you also mentioned about with the lists and all of those things is it's allowed you to lead a more intentional life. And so can you talk about that a little bit about how that's affecting your personal life in addition to your business life? Because that's another big thing. People just get their identity so confused and the, the, your business is, you know, what you do. It's not who you are, even though we put blood, sweat, tears, and it becomes every fiber of our being that we throw into it. You still, it's important to remember that actually there's a human behind that. So how does this shift at the shop helped you with your personal life? Well, on my monthly to-do list, I've even included some personal things like getting to the gym, say 13 days out of the month or 15 or whatever. So each time I can mark off that I did that. Uh, we're working at, we're going to be building a house. So there's some things that groundwork for that. So I'll put down, okay, we need to go get the address. So, so I've incorporated both in my to-do lists because then I can also feel like I've accomplished more personally. It's, it's right there in front of me. I got uh, March, April, May, right up on my, thing I do in my downtown kind of like crocheting I do color by number of my phone and some of those pictures I really like so I send them to myself and use them as the backgrounds for my to-do lists and and it just makes me happy and even at home I'm feeling more organized and I had my service advisor go hey boss you're actually being a lot nicer (laughs) (laughs) but I just feel like I'm not like jetting to the left and oh no here comes a punch and jet to the right it's, I'm, you know, I've been doing some organizing in my office. So I might put down on Wednesdays, I do organize a drawer, you know, even if it's just a little drawer, just simple little things that make it all come together in the end. And it just, uh, yeah, I just really feel like I have way more control of my personal life and my professional life by having this, you know, it's like, okay, I got my chamber meeting. Oh, not a big deal. I know it's on Tuesday and it's on my to-do list for Tuesday, you know, so I don't feel like I'm forgetting things and everything is just laid out in front of me. I love it. And I love that you have on your list of things to do is to organize one draw, because that's something that so many of us do is we make these huge goals. We decide we're just going to tackle everything at once and almost set ourselves up for failure without, you know, the end goal is to have the entire office organized, right? But if you can break it off in little chunks. So 
how effective has that been with everything of breaking things down into smaller pieces to get the big result? Oh, it's so amazing because, you know, before, like you said, I'm going to organize my office and I'm going to put the pictures I'm going to refile these things. Uh, I've been working on this since the first of the year and, and I do a little bit each week and I've got color organized folders. I've got some, I got a folder for each project. I found these super cool folders and they have lines on them. So they look like a ledger pad, but they're folders, you know, cause you start writing on it and then it's sideways and this way and upside down. And so it keeps everything organized. Each little project I do, I make a new folder for it and, you know, put notes on it. And that's been extremely helpful. But before, you know, it's just like they said, eat an elephant one bite at a time. Before you look at it, it's like, okay, now I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to organize my office and I want to go to the gym and I want to spend time with the grandkids. And then all of a sudden you kind of sit down and go, oh, that's a lot. Now I don't know what to do. So now I just, okay. Uh, Sunday, I'm having the grandkids for dinner, and Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to the gym, and Wednesdays, I'm doing a drawer. So, and I kind of just uh, do a little different, and you know, it's like I'm going to organize that, or you know, we're going to be moving into a new building, so I had to make some new lists because we've got to get the lifts, and we've got a lot of things to get out of our old building, and then start putting into the new building, and we want to change the front of it. So, you know, I I made these different lists for all different things like that. And, and I handed them to people and I go, okay, I need your help with this. You're in charge of the internet or you're in charge of moving phones. So it, it made it so much easier because I wasn't just standing there like spinning in a circle going, Oh, how am I going to do this? And what do I do first? I, I love it. And so breaking down what I'm hearing from you is breaking things down into smaller pieces and smaller chunks. It's allowing you to more easily delegate to other people and give them Here's your portion of this. You have ownership of this now. And does that make yep. it easier to, to follow up as well when you're delegating those smaller chunks to everybody? Oh, absolutely. You know, and they'll come, okay. You know, so like today they're moving internet because our old building had our, our phone, our internet, our computers. And so like I gave um, the finance IT guy, I said, hey, you're in charge of these three things. So He's scheduling the appointment and he's getting the people here. And I'm, so it's just not so overwhelming for one person. Fantastic. And then I'm, I'm assuming that you have a process for oversight then and checking in on the people that you're delegating to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you definitely have to do that, you know? And so luckily he's one of the people, one of them, the employees or team members. And so on our one-on-one, then I can get an update. And say, okay, where are we at on that? When are the phone people coming? When are the internet people coming? Great, that's done. All right, now let's move on to something else. You're making my heart sing mentioning one-to-ones. So many people <laughs> don't realize the power of them and you know what what how to prepare for a good one and not just make it a we gotta check boxes and have a meeting for the sake of meetings, but there's so many wonderful opportunities and things that come out of those those one-to-one meetings that they're, they're just to me, they're invaluable. Well, that's one thing that I was kind of bucking before I went to conference, like, oh, yeah, how's this going to be? How do you work this? And after being there and, and doing the leadership and grow for March, I'm like, OK, that was one of the very first things I did. You know, I came back on Monday and got my stuff together by the following Monday, Tuesday. Everybody had a time slot and we did them. And I would have to say they are pretty amazing. 
and going through and had an employee that was really difficult to work with. And all he wanted was to be heard. So in the one-on-one, we've been breaking it down. The first one was hour and a half. And I said, we can't do hour and a half. We're like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That's <laughs> these things, you know, and it's made such a difference with our relationship and with his attitude at work. So that was one of the very first things that I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And with the tools from ATI and the, the sheet, the one-on-one sheet that you do, that's invaluable because you go over what you're doing now, you know, what do we want to hit this week? And then this is what I have to do for next week. And this is what the employee has to do for next week. And that sets us up for the following week. And I send them a little email saying, Hey, you were working on this process. Uh, don't forget our meetings at nine on Tuesday. So that is, yeah. You know, and, and when they say drink the Kool-Aid, I've got 50 <laughs> gallon jugs of it. <laughs> I think it is fantastic that you decided to start meeting with your team and then, you know, it doesn't matter who you speak to is, is when you start doing that. And I don't know why that's something that a big limiting belief a lot of people have, and they just make it such a big, big monster. That's so overwhelming. And, you know, it, then as soon as they do is like, ah, okay, that really wasn't that bad. This is actually pretty good. And, And I think Mm -hmm. it's fantastic that you are following up with an email to make sure and a general reminder of here's what we have to do. And when you write down what your part of the deliverables are, as well as your internal customers, it gives it a nice level playing field and lets them know that you're taking their time seriously and you appreciate them. And so that is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So I so appreciate your time here today because I know that you are very busy. Do you have any final advice that you want to give to our listeners today? Get those lists ready. Break break everything into little pieces and uh, just work at it. It's amazing how much better you will feel, how much happier you will be and more accomplished. And it's just it's crazy. And I li- I'll spin around. I'll look at my list on the wall going, Oh yeah, I gotta do that. Okay. Putting that down on today's thing. Cause I need to get this done by the end of the month and I don't want to have to try and catch up. So it, it double, it does a double duty having it posted on your wall. I've got cute little pictures on it and it uh, just makes you feel good and you feel accomplished. So just break it down into little pieces and just go for it. Fantastic advice. I really appreciate you sharing your story and thank you for joining us today. And I will be back next week. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.